0: Last week, and we'll be again this week at seven o'clock, right around there. We're going to take a break and go in here to the fellowship hall, hang out. And then we're going to come back here after a few minutes and we're going to have a our our family uh, church business meeting. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of good stuff, money and finances and give a report about where we're at. And so we would. Thanks, Dean. Love for anyone who is interested in crunching numbers and all that good stuff to stick around and be a part of that, especially if you call North Shore your home. Uh, Next week, we're going to be uh, announcing kind of a big reveal, the new name for the church. So we've taken in a lot of input from everyone, and we've gotten together with some smaller groups to talk and crunch names and all that. So next week, I'm excited about that. And then following the service next week, we'd like to ask you just stick around for just a few more minutes. We just want to have kind of an informal uh, conversation, discussion with everyone about the topic of family camp. So... Uh, Some of you, that's very dear to your heart. Some of you are scratching your head like, what is he even talking about? Well, tune in next week and we'll give you some details about that. All right. Last week, we're going to continue this week talking about preparation determines destination. We're in the midst of our marriage series and we are discussing the uh, importance of a preparation for marriage. Than uh, last week when we talked about a building, and here this picture depicts it well. There's a lot that goes into a building being able to stand like it is and face different storms. Uh, last week we were challenged with uh, the point of evaluating our lives, evaluating our lives against God's Word and what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Jesus said this, "Anyone who listens to my teachings and obeys me is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it's not going to collapse." why because it's built on the rock but anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish like a person who builds house on a sand when the rains come and the winds beat against that house it will fall with a mighty crash what did jesus say there right there at the very end if the rains come and the winds beat against that house is that what he said He said, when they do. So He's saying, I promise you, they're going to come, but it's your choice. How are you going to build? And sometimes, you know, we think we're building on rock when actually this stuff's sand and it's not until the storms come that we realize what we've got. Holy Spirit, again, come and do what only You can do. Help us see what we need to see. Make application for each individual person here. The storms in life will come, not if, but when. The only question is, are we building on the foundation of Christ in His Word, or are we building on sand, which what Jesus was talking about the philosophies of this world. And in regards to relationships, and how to build relationships toward a strong marriage that is built on the rock, that's a big deal. And Jesus, and God's Word, has a lot to say about those things. Each of you evaluates something. You've been given a task to build a 75-story building. I think the Columbia Tower is 75 stories. Whatever, Court. Okay. (laughs) I stand corrected. Okay, like I was saying, 75 stories. So, a 75-story building... And there's somebody that you've got to help you build that building. But this person, they have no blueprints that have passed inspection. They've never laid a foundation before. They have no engineering or construction training or experience, or very little. And they've got no construction team to do the work necessary to make the job, to make sure the job gets done right. How many are you going to go with that team or that person? Of course not. But here's the crazy thing. We go into a building project like marriage, which represents this 75-story building, exactly like that. People do it all the time. We're trying to figure out why these things are not standing at the end of the day. Now, it's very important if you were not here last week, we can, I think most of us can say, you know what, apart from God, I've messed up my life. And I've made wrong choices. And Jesus is the ultimate pursuer in terms of reaching out and extending forgiveness and restoration and resurrection life to people. There is zero, zero condemnation in Christ. zero condemnation. In the weeks to come you're going to hear some of my own testimony. You're going to hear some of the things that you know the, the areas where where I've failed I've made wrong choices in this regard. No one is going to stand up here and say I did it perfectly. Praise God, Jesus is perfect. Jesus is perfect, and His Word is our guide. God's Word is the blueprint. Jesus is this foundation rock that the Word of God talks about that so many have rejected. He was this cornerstone that the builders rejected. That's true not just in relationships, but in so many areas of life. The construction team, who's that? That's the church. This church to, to come alongside this community, family, parents, siblings, peers that are pursuing Jesus. They're, they're coming alongside and, and they're saying, hey, we can help. We can help make sure that this thing gets finished, the construction gets done, and then we continue to build and pass inspections and, and get help along the way. Ah, that's the life. That's the gift that we are to one another. Because none of us can do it alone. None of us can do it alone. This life, I love what somebody said. He says, salvation is a team sport. Come on, that is so true. God never created us to be lone rangers and go solo. These principles apply to every area of our life. So, when does covenant begin? When does covenant begin? I know what we might say, but I I would I would propose that many, myself included, back in the day, I believed that covenant began at the altar. When does covenant begin? Covenant begins with Christ. Covenant begins with Jesus. So how do we build covenantally? How do we build solid? How do we build on the rock? it's got to be according to God's Word. Without that blueprint guiding us, we get off into all kinds of crazy ideas. Ideas that are very, very damaging. If we just take the Scriptures, what conclusions can we come to? If we just take the Scriptures, what conclusions can we come to? How should we build? It's amazing how alluring and seductive the ways of forming relationships according to the world's way is. And if you are slowly cooked, brought up in a certain environment for long enough, you start to think that that way is actually the right way. Oh, that was just that happened back then. That was you know, this stuff has been written thousands of years ago. John and Joanne Nystrand, elder statesmen and stateswoman in the house here, I can guarantee as they look at the world today, things are a lot different than when you guys were growing up. I can't even imagine the things that you've seen over the course of your lives but when we compare God's ways and his fruit with the ways and the fruit of the world there's no comparison I was reading I was on looking on Fox News here recently and I, I saw this entertainment part of it in there was this gal in, in Hollywood. She's, not, um, I, don't, I can't remember her name right now, but she's actually the same age as I am. And she was trying to give advice to new and incoming um, actors and actresses coming into Hollywood. One of the two things she said, one of them was sleep around. Sleep around. How's that working out? For us, that type of philosophy, that type of ideology, we may not come out and say that, but what are we thinking? What are our thoughts in our inner conversation? God's word is open and honest about how fun sin is. He doesn't. He doesn't pull any punches. He, he doesn't hold back. He does say, "Hey, it's it's pleasurable for a season." Adam and Eve fell for what we know now is the oldest trick in the book. He convinced them that God was keeping something from them rather than saving something for them. It was really good. I stole that. I don't remember who I got it from though. It was probably Bill Johnson or something. But he believed... They believed that God was keeping something from them rather than saving something for them. I think it was Oswald Chambers who said the root of all evil is the belief that God is not good. That God is not good. That He doesn't know what He's talking about. That I've got this covered. I've got it figured out. God is continually laying life and death before us. When I look at Deuteronomy thirty, Deuteronomy being this crossover transition book of the Bible. It's right before Joshua. And of course, in Joshua, they're heading into the promised land. And there's this transition where uh, Moses is is just got this gets this long preach on, and he says this to them and he says now listen today I'm giving you a choice between prosperity and disaster. I hear this in the context of relationships because it extends to every area of life and he says this to us. You know you'd think God would just be like this is the way it is suck it up let's do this you know but here he is presenting options. Now listen, today I'm giving you a choice between prosperity and disaster, between life and death. I have commanded you today to love the Lord your God and to keep His commands, laws, and regulations by walking in His ways. If you do this, you will live and become a great nation. And the Lord God will bless you in the land you're about to occupy. But if your hearts turn away, and you refuse to listen, if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods then I warn you now that you're going to be destroyed. And really you could put in there you're going to destroy your own life. Anybody seen someone like that? They just they refuse to listen Proverbs is full of those things. Son listen to me. Don't don't harden your heart. Listen to me. Give me your ear. Listen, really pay attention this time. I've got life for you if you'll hear it. Today I give you the choice between life and death. Between blessings and curses. I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Oh, that you would choose life. That you and your descendants might live. What is he saying here? The choices that we make today are going to impact our kids. I remember thinking about when I was in college so many different opportunities presented. Sexually and relationships and and all the rest. But God began to help me think forward to my future. And and I began to visualize, even though I couldn't see Madison, I couldn't see Trinity and Justice, and I didn't even know how many kids we were going to have. But I knew that my choices were going to affect them. Lord, I hear the Lord saying to me, Eric, if you don't make a stand today, how are they going to make a stand? What, do you, what foundation are you going to give them to hold on to? Man, I want that for our young people. I want that for our not-so-young people. Then I began to realize, wow, it's not just what I do, it's how I think. That what goes on between my ears that no one else sees. Remember Kenny Thacker talked about the overt Kenny. In this case, the overt Eric. The covert Eric and the pervert Eric. Oh, that you would choose life. Life. That you would invite Jesus into that deepest, those darkest places. But there's a man on a white horse, a sword in his hand. That's the Word of God. Chasing all my darkness away. There's a man on a white horse, sword in his hand. He's chasing all my darkness away. Oh, that you would choose life, that you and your descendants might live. Choose to love the Lord your God and obey him and commit yourself to him, for he is your life. Oh, I love how he puts it. He is your life. He is your life. You're a life. I was driving down the road today and I had my number one son with me. My firstborn son. And we were driving in Bothell. And I'm not picking on these people. I pray for them. But we drove past honeybee espresso and I think any guy who drives in that area you know exactly what I'm talking about each time you go by there these are one of these bikini baristas gone mad, gone crazy but immediately your radar goes up and you know exactly where you're at in Bothell and you see cars and trucks and they're just rolling through that thing and we were getting closer to it and our thing with, with, with the boys, with the kids is eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize, Jesus. Keep your eyes on the prize. Because there's temptations all around us, aren't there? It's basically saying, son, let's choose life. If I asked him a question, I said, Justice, what would you think if I went in and bought coffee in that place? What would you think if you guys were on your way to school and then as you were coming past there, going to school, you, you came through in the van and you and mom and the kids were there. What, what would you think? How about if I don't even go in there? But I just look each time I go past trying to get a glimpse. Is it okay if we talk about that kind of stuff? Because, you see, that's Eric the pervert. And my flesh, along with everybody else's flesh in the room, desires those things. And it may not be that. Obviously, the ladies, there's, you know, there's different vices and there's different things that our carnality is drawn to. But that's the reality of the human condition. And apart from Jesus, isn't it? Right? Apart from Jesus, there's no resistance against those things. It's like, let's go for it. But choose life this day and every day forward so that you and your descendants may live let that resonate in our hearts and in our minds. For some of you, the children that you don't even know yet. Grandkids, today, Lord, we say we choose life. And we know apart from You, that is absolutely impossible. To do so, would you open up the deepest parts of our hearts, the, those places that we want to keep hidden? We see this picture up here, and we want there to be a strong foundation. Come and tear down areas that have been built in the wrong way, where we've 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 shirked the inspections along the way, and we've we've built in the wrong way rather than building on Your Word. God, we receive Your forgiveness as we just confess out of our own heart just just to You right now, before You. Wrong, sin, we ask that You would give us a heart of repentance. That You would come and You would take those hard parts of our heart, and change us. Revive. Revive again those dead places that we just continue to heap sin upon sin upon sin on. We just ask for repentance and a broken heart. That one that you won't despise. That contrite heart that's broken and bowed low. God, strengthen every man and woman In this place, strengthen their resolve to live according to your blueprint. That we would not reject you. God, you're the master builder. In Jesus, the only name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. To be continued. We're going to take just a quick break here and we're going, to, we're going to come back. Boy, keep letting the Lord work in your heart, you guys. Keep letting Him work. Let, let those words come back to you. Go back to those passages again that we went through. Deuteronomy 30. Matthew chapter 7. I trust you're enjoying the, um, the Scripture reading that we're in together as a people of 50 days. Leading up to our anniversary and the fast that we're going to start together. Dean's got those cards right up here. Just pick up, if you haven't um, jumped in up to this point, just pick up where where uh, we're at to date and uh, jump in. You are going to love it. And then starting on we're, March 4th, we're going to march forth together into this new year. And there'll be a new Bible reading that we'll hand out for everyone to go through together, which is super fun to be able to do that and know, hey, everybody else is going in the, on the same stuff. Holy Spirit's going to open up some crazy stuff to us. I believe it. We're going to go into the fellowship hall, get a little snack, bite to eat. Let's come back here in about five minutes or so.